I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 541 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got an awesome guest for you guys today. Andy Grammer joins me on the podcast. Andy is a triple platinum selling recording artist. He is a singer and songwriter with some smash hit songs such as Honey, I'm Good, Fine By Me, Keep Your Head Up, and many others. He has just been crushing the Billboard charts for quite a long time now. He's got a brand new single out, Damn, It Feels Good To Be Me, uh, which is going to be featured on his upcoming fifth full-length album. Andy has generated billions, not millions, billions of streams. He's sold out shows on multiple continents. He's made appearances on The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, American Idol, and he's even been a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. He's had some tremendous success as a recording artist. He's a first-class father as well. I'm excited to have him on the podcast today. Andy Grammer will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Andy Grammer was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch the conversation between the triple platinum selling recording artist and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, I would like to say hello and welcome to all the new subscribers and listeners that I picked up due to my appearance on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. I was honored to be featured as the Power Player of the Week. I hope you guys will take the time to go through the archives of the podcast here and check out all the amazing dads that I've had the honor of speaking with here on the podcast about fatherhood and family life. If you like today's interview with Andy Grammer and you want to hear some other musician dads that I've had on the podcast, I've had three Backstreet Boys, including Nick Carter, AJ McLean, and Brian Littrell. I've also had other boy band dads, such as Sean Stockman of Boys to Men, Jeff Timmons of 98 Degrees, Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC. Other recording artists to join me on the podcast include Logic, Mark McGrath from the Sugar Ray Band, and so many others. So please uh, go through the list of all the dads that have joined me here on the podcast. And make sure you keep it locked in for the rest of this week because we are just getting started here tomorrow on the podcast. Legendary sports radio talk show host Chris Mad Dog Russo joins me. Also this week, four-time World Series champion pitcher Jeff Nelson will be here. And we're going to close out the week with legendary stand-up comedian Jim Brewer. All right, and then get over to my Instagram account, at Alec on the School Lace, for all the other upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with a rating or review. It always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please let me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Andy Grammer. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. <laughs> What's doing, dads? I've got two ways for you guys to save money and support First Class Fatherhood. First up, the NFL season is back and the stands are packed once again with fans the way it's supposed to be. If you plan on taking your kids, going with your family, or going with the guys to the game, save $20 on your tickets by going to SeatGeek.com or using the SeatGeek app and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and you get to save $20 off your tickets. Okay, and secondly, you got to go to MyPillow.com and save up to 66% off using my promo code FATHERHOOD. MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD. I'll tell you right now, their pillows are great, but their mattress toppers, their towels, their bathrobes are next level. You got to check them out. MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and you're going to save up to 66% off your order. All right, you got that, guys? SeatGeek, save $20 on your tickets, promo code over there, first class. My pillow promo code over there, fatherhood. All right, two ways for you guys to save money and support First Class Fatherhood. 
joining me now, First Class Father, Andy Grammer. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Oh, I love it. This is my favorite, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. Let's kick it off like this here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have two baby girls. One of them is four and the other one's one and a half. So we're in it at the moment. Wow. Very cool. You guys going for the boy or are you all done? Uh, we'll see. You know, my wife has this, this disease called hyperemesis, which makes pregnancy really difficult. She just like throws up the whole time. She had a, like had to have an insert with drugs for all, all nine months. So the babies are so great that we're even the fact we're even considering it means uh, shows so much of how much we love being parents. But we'll see. It's a it's a roll of the dice at the moment whether we get another one. Yeah, very cool. Like I was saying to you before, I, I got four myself. We had our three boys and then got the girl on the fourth try. If not, we'd have five by now. But just we just keep her. going. Exactly. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, we're glad we got her. She runs the show over here. So That's amazing, man. That's incredible. Uh, if you could, Andy, please just take one minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. I'm a musician, uh, songwriter, touring musician. Um, been doing it for a really long time write a lot of songs and uh, lo love to be out on tour, which I haven't been able to do for the last two years, uh, which has been uh, kind of a sweet gift in, in this way with the two girls to be home, have a routine every single day, bedtime, bath time in the morning when we wake up. It's been, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. Very cool. So take me back to the beginning then if you could here to your fatherhood journey about how old were you when you became a dad and how to becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life. Yeah. So, man, four years ago, I'm 37. Yeah. So uh, I was like early 30s and it was so incredible and sweet and amazing. And finding the balance between running around the world and playing shows and, and making enough time to get home. You know, I hadn't had something yet, which I don't know if I should be embarrassed to say this, that just was like uh, just more important. You know, like I'm a very driven person. And so if Jimmy Fallon calls and I can be on his show on this day, then I'm going to go do it. Uh, and Fallon did call and it was going to be within like a seven day window of when my daughter was supposed to be born. And there was this interesting thing where I was like, oh, then I can't. And that was one of the first moments in my life. Where I'm like, oh, this is just more important, which is really cool to have stuff like that and really start connecting to what's just the most important. You know, I think that's what kids do for you. Yeah, very well said, Andy. And what would you say you enjoy most about being a girl dad? Uh, there's so many sweet things about it, but I'll give you like a real, like the deep one is I really enjoy the responsibility of being like the ambassador to the other whole, whole other gender of the world. You know, like, like really getting to go like, oh, you're going to base a lot of what you think about men based on my interactions with you and how how you're treated and how and what i show you so that's a really fun responsibility to have to to have to try to execute on daily you know yeah yeah it's an important one too andy i talk on my show all the time about the fatherless crisis we have going on with so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in their life and it's having a devastating toll on our society. And one of those points is that girls that grow up with no father in the home, it, it, you know, just looking at the statistics wise, uh, girls are more likely to become pregnant as teenagers that grow up with no dad in the house. Again, mm. about teenage, teenage suicide, you, uh, teenage drug use, all these categories all line up. So the role of the father, uh, particularly in, in young girls, is crucial as it is with all children. So um, I, I lo love to hear you talk, talking about that. What's your take on that? Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I 
it's an important piece that I, I, I feel like is changing, hopefully. I don't know whether it's anywhere near where it needs to be. But I do think that even like a podcast like this, I think it's talked about a lot more than when I grew up. I don't know whether you would agree with that. It feels like being a dad and being involved. I don't know. It was like some weird like 50s trope of like the dad comes home and like doesn't care and like reads his paper and get away from me. That is not the dads that I'm around or or love to hang out with or really even see in the media now. Like there's a lot of involved dadding that's occurring that I think is really good for society. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, it's uh, there's no doubt. Like, my, my father was born in 1930, so he grew up from a whole different generation of where the, the dads were that particular guy who would come home, belt down a, uh, a glass of scotch and watch the, the, you know what I mean? It was That ain't the way it is today at all. You know, a lot of dads are, no. like you said, a lot more involved there, too. So, um, yeah, I agree with you there. So, has becoming a father, has that changed you as an artist? Has it changed you as an entertainer at all, would you say? Yeah, I think more so just going back to like priorities and how like what what's important. And, you know, I was someone who would just go for for as long as ever I could and just try to. I love making music and perform music so much that my wife would come with me and we would figure it out. And, and when you have kids, it, it just it forces you, you can't be as anywhere near as spontaneous. You are forced into a box which to some people is like, oh God, I don't want that box. But the thing about that box is it also forces you to grow um, like with, with yourself. They're like, they really, by staying in the box and having to be responsible to someone and reliable and all this stuff, you, you grow all these different muscles that, uh, that I'm so grateful that I've had to learn how to grow. It's not easy and it's hard and frustrating, but it makes me a much more well-rounded person, I would say. Yeah, very well said, Andy. What would you consider to be the top values that you hope to instill in the girls growing up? Um, equality of men and women is really important, and I think we still have a long ways to go. And and just being a guy in the world, I've heard about it, obviously, and you can see it. But when you, it's different when you have your daughters and you're watching them be hit with certain things in the world. Even the four year old is just starting to hit certain spots. You're like, oh. There's going to have to be a lot of extra uh, thought and attention and uh, just I'm going to have to support you in these ways because the current of the world isn't necessarily to your advantage. And that's that's really intense and crazy to, to be true. It just is true. You know what? What I one of the things there's a, a quote of a high quote uh, that I, we have say a lot in our house, which is that men and women are like wings of a bird. And unless they're both equally strong, it can't fly. Which is cool because it's this idea that not only um, do will women be better when we can we can get them up in our society, but there's a version of flight that men don't know about either if they're both equal, which I think is pretty pretty special. Yeah, I agree there too, and I, I always watch with my sons just as well because I know as we say. Uh, with the equality part of it, men much more likely to end up homeless. Men much more likely end up to end up in prison. Men much more likely to commit suicide. So. As that all goes along, there's there, there's pluses and minuses on both sides of the coin there, too. So and, Yeah, and, and, totally. And, and one of the things, too, is that my discipline is different with my boys than it is with my girl. My wife gets on me. I'm definitely trying to up my, my discipline game with my daughter, <laughs> uh, a challenge it may be. So what, what type of disciplinary are you? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? And is it different than the discipline style you grew up with? Um, I didn't get spanked growing up. What, what, I hold, what I got from my mom, for sure, was once she said something, that was it. So we're not going to like play around. If I, if I, if she doles out some sort of punishment, you're grounded for this many days. 
don't even bother coming to try to like whittle that down. That is what it is. And so that's kind of where I stand is like, I'll give warnings. Like, you know, I'm going to say this. And once the words come out of my mouth, they are immovable. And I think it's really funny. Like when you pick your battles to use that, sometimes it's on something kind of important or big. And then sometimes it's like, no, you got to finish your meal here. This is what we said. And if I, if, and so I am very careful as to when I pull that card, but if I pull the card, it's, I'm a brick wall. And I'll tell that to my daughter as well. Like once the decision's made, I'm a brick wall. It's not changing. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that's something that that you mentioned before there that has changed about dads from years ago. And a lot of the dads that I get on today, when I ask them the discipline question, uh, they'll say, oh, it's much different than when I grew up. I got the belt or I got the spoon or I got the switch. And and so, and they, and they all say, well, I don't do that. You know, so the the discipline style has definitely changed. And, And I even wonder sometimes like, you know, my father never seemed to feel guilty about the discipline uh, he would put on me. And I feel kind of like a little bit of like, am I being too hard on them sometimes? So uh, yeah. th- there's definitely, definitely a transfer from years ago. Did you, so wait, you did get spanked or no? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And do you think there's any value to that or no? Um, I don't think there was any negative to it. I mean, I, I definitely didn't have to get spanked much because I learned my lesson. And that was one of the things too. Like I was a kid who grew up that where my mom would say, just wait till your father gets home. That was enough to kind of straighten me up for the rest of the afternoon. Like I had that yeah, I fear it. in a sense of not why, and that's going back to that fatherless crisis when kids don't have that. Like I was a kid, God forbid, I, I, I broke a window in a store. I would rather the police get me than my father get a hold of me. So um, <laughs> I, I think if you don't have that type of discipline aspect or that father figure, um, I think that also creates a lot of the trouble that we're seeing with the youths. Yeah, I would say that too. I also think it's just so specific to the kid, you know, like I, I use the analogy as a terrible analogy, but I have, I have a French bulldog and I, uh, she's great and she's fantastic and she never acted out. And I thought that I was like a great dog owner cause she was great. And then we got another French bulldog and that thing literally never listened. And then eventually bit us bad enough that we had to get rid of her. Um, and so it's funny because so, so much of it is you, you hopefully uh, are parenting a little bit towards the kid. Uh, I, now I can see that my two girls are so vastly different that I'm hoping when it comes to, um, yeah, like discipline and structure that there has to be some room for like, oh, how do I, how do I get the best out of you? And it might be a little bit different than how, how I get the best out of you. Yeah, you're 100% right there. My four kids couldn't be more different. One, you, you know, you could tell him not to touch the stove, he'll listen. The other one got to burn himself before he'll never touch the stove again. So Exactly. Uh, and one, one thing I, I recommend that I did for myself with my older boys, uh, it was the uh, the Five Love Languages by Ga- uh, Chapman. Uh, it's yeah. a book that I know is recommended for a husband and wives, but to do that with your with your kids and learn their love language is very beneficial in disciplining them as they get older. Oh, that's really cool. I've, I got to reread that. Yeah. 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 Definitely recommend to do it with your kids. Now you got a, uh, another tour coming up here. I, I'm curious, how do you work it with the tour? Do you bring the kids on tour with you? Do you have a, a home base that you return to after each stop? Uh, tell me about the tour. What, we, what can we expect and how do you work it out with the family? Yeah, man. So I have a new, a new tour we just announced called the art of joy. Uh, we got some incredible new music that we're putting out and uh, it's going to be a, a huge party. Uh, that's my favorite. One of my favorite things in the world to do is go put on big, uh, awesome shows for people. Uh, the rule that I have with my wife about it uh, is that we try not to go more than two weeks without connecting with her, with the family, with everything. So we just, once we set the tour, then we try to figure out, all right, where's the days off? How do we make this work so that it's not more than two weeks? Something about at past two weeks starts to feel like uh, the, the lack of connection is, is a little bit scary. So we, especially with kids. So I like, 
a lot of times I'll just take red eyes home and have like a normal Halloween thing or something and then get on the flight at the end of the night to make sure it's just a lot of extra travel. That's a hundred percent worth it. You know, I haven't brought them out. My, my littlest one was born like uh, the second week of the pandemic. So she doesn't even know we were walking in my house the other day and she pointed to a, she's talking a lot for one and a half and she pointed to a photo of the older girl, like on stage that we took in front of a crowd. And she's like, what happened? Like, what is that? And I'm like, oh my God, you don't know. You're, you don't know anything about how this goes. <laughs> you don't know. Like you haven't been around massive groups of people. You haven't, it's pandemic babies. So I'm excited to uh, eventually get her acclimated to this lifestyle. Yeah. And Andy, talk to me for a second about that experience. I mean, having a baby, you know, while the pandemic is raging on, like how has that, um, uh, so she was born, what, right, right while the pandemic was going on and were you able to be there for the birth? What, what kind of, what, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, you know, we had a home birth. We had her in my living room, which I personally loved. And it was like super spiritual. Uh, the first baby we had in the hospital and it was a, a, a kind of a C-section that had to happen. And it was just kind of intense and stressful. And this one was, was really, really beautiful and sweet. And so I would recommend it. It was awesome. And we had an incredible midwife and we were close to the hospital. If anything went wrong, we could drive them over. And it was just like a super spiritual, grounded, incredible incredible thing it was awesome wow very cool and i want to ask you about your, your new single damn it feels good to be me one thing i love about you is you always have the the positive upbeat attitude and one thing i know is that w when you're out on the street and you walk by and you always have a positive upbeat look on your face sometimes people think you're crazy people accept miserable or like um you know they, they expect <laughs> everyone to be kind of uh, angry and mad and when you they think you're nuts when you have like a smile on your face all the time but Dude, especially, that about in you. Oh, especially in new york especially in new york bro my god yeah a hundred percent you talk to somebody for one minute about how positive you are about your life then you walk away they're like what's wrong with this guy like what's he on this you know joker yeah new york so starts with f you and then we'll get into it yeah, <laughs> yeah right on with that <laughs> so tell me about the new single. what was the genesis of the song a uh, damn it feels good to be me and what's been response so far man it's been an incredible response we just put out the music video and now we're like you know put up the tickets on sale for tour we're heading out in february it's all been going really really great the idea is um, man, when you can actually stop caring what other people think, when you can stop being so stressed about how you're perceived, and we all have that in different ways, um, there's just so much power in that, you know. And as artists, maybe we're heightened in that way, but I don't think so. I think everybody has this where they question their own uniqueness, and 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 there's like a current that always tries to pull you into the middle, and uh, to own who you are and what you love and what you're about. That's what the world really wants from you, you know. Yeah, that's very like what well we want, especially from our artists. We don't want like we want them to be themselves. And uh, and I had during the pandemic with no shows, no touring or any of that. I had this like mini little crisis of like, man, well, what is my life? What am I? How, what the hell's going on? I think a lot of people had that with just not being able to do their jobs the way that they're used to doing them. And uh, I got into therapy and my therapist said to me, like, it sounds like you're getting too much of your validation from things outside of yourself. So I started writing songs about that idea and self-worth and value and all that. And this is one of the one of the party jams that came out of that very cool yeah we were definitely seeing that i think a lot more now than we ever did before with social media instagram and it all being uh, about that that image and that persona rather than being true to who you are so i, I definitely think yeah. much needed today for sure and what's coming up next for you here Andy? i know we got the tour going on uh what kind of projects what kind of goals you have for yourself for the future yeah, man, we got a lot of new music coming. I would just love to just came to you from the studio with some more music that I'm super excited to release and uh, a lot of time and energy going into making sure this tour uh, delivers in the way that I know that it can. I'm just so excited. I, I feel like I'm all bottled up of, from not performing 
that uh, I want to go big. I'm really excited. All right. Well, yeah, let it out. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Andy, I'd love to ask all the dads that are getting on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Uh, this little piece of advice is that um, so much of being a new dad is just being on defense. Like you're just trying to hang on and keep it together. Like, oh, I came in and the dog shit on the floor. My daughter shit on the floor. The dog's eating. Oh, my God. <laughs> like so much <laughs> is happening right now that a lot of your a lot of energy is put into just like defending sanity. And if you can throughout the day, two or three times, make a little mental switch that goes like, I'm going to go on offense and 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 intentionally do something that's fun with my daughter or intentionally think of something fun to sing with you or intentionally make this this uh little meal that we're making let me put some like blueberries on it and make some eyes like offense as opposed to defense even a couple times a day can make a, a really big difference wow yeah very well said i love the message it's been a lot of fun for me i gotta say andy grammer you're a first class father all the way and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here i'm first class fatherhood love what you're doing dude keep doing it Back to wrap things up here at First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Andy Grammer for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And if you plan on buying any tickets to see any uh, concerts or musicians this year, you got to buy your tickets at SeatGeek.com and take advantage of my promo code, First Class. That's one word. First class, you're going to save $20 off your tickets. All right, if you're going to a concert, sporting event, whatever it may be, help support the podcast and save $20 on your tickets. Use the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code FIRSTCLASS, save $20, all right? That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Charles.